Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. As we enter uh, now into the segment for the word for today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My topic for today is about the good shepherd. Hallelujah. And my focus today is about one of the greatest uh, psalm which David has written is the Psalms 23. So before I want to come to Psalms 23, so I would differentiate uh, between a shepherd that why Jesus was called the good shepherd, why there is good added before the word shepherd. Hallelujah. Now, uh, if, you, if you go to uh, the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, if anybody can just make notes, I will really appreciate on the chat box. Amen. So, uh, if you go to the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 21 to 22, it says, This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. So in Christ, there is always hope. His mercies are so much that we are not consumed by our sin and his compassions would never fail. Amen. So what does a shepherd means? You know, the meaning of shepherd, everybody knows about it. it it's not a new thing. But what does a shepherd mean? A shepherd means, a, a, you know, protecting a, a group of animals or a herd of flocks but what does a shepherd do he protects uh, his sheep from the attacks of the wolves and the other kind of animals and uh, the, pro the shepherd protects and keeps the sheep from wandering and the shepherd takes care of the flocks or the sheep so it escorts the shepherd escorts that means it protects it cares it safeguards the shepherd is uh, is like a caretaker you know always looking uh, after the will and having a responsibility towards the sheep a shepherd is also like a guard who protects and who watches over the sheep all the time you know what do you mean by watch? Like keeping a close observation on the sheep. And also watching means that to recognize the skills, the talents, the gifts of the sheep. You know, that's that's the role of the shepherd. To, to see what's best is in the sheep. Now, as I already said, that why the Jesus is called the good shepherd. You know, why just not a shepherd? Why a good shepherd? So for that, we need to understand what uh, it talks in the Old Testament uh, about the shepherd. How a shepherd uh, failed to take care of his sheep. And let's turn our Bibles uh, to the book of Ezekiel chapter 34. And I'll read the verses from 1 to 7. Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 1 to 7 it says and the word of the Lord came unto me saying son of man prophecy against the shepherds of Israel prophecy and say unto them thus says the Lord God unto shepherds 
Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You eat the fat and you clothe you with the wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The disease have you not strengthened? Neither have you healed that which was sick. Neither have you bound up that was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. They became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. And yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth and none did search or seek after them. And it says, Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Now here we understand that the shepherd, the spiritual leaders or the prophets, whoever was assigned their sheep, the shepherds didn't take care of their sheep. The shepherds who were given to take care of the Israelites was not taken care. And that is why it is saying that woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves and do not feed the flocks. Here the shepherds were busy taking care of themselves. They were busy feeding themselves, but they never bothered about their sheep. They never strengthened. When, when a sheep was sick, they never strengthened. They never prayed for the healing. Their hearts were broken. The relationships were broken. They were going an emotional crisis. But the shepherd never took care of the sheep. The sheep were getting lost. People, the other wolves, were becoming cruel to the sheep. But the shepherd here in the book of Ezekiel never bothered about the sheep. And the sheep scattered because there was, there was no good shepherd to take care of the sheep. And what happened when the sheep got scattered? The Bible says that they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. When the sheep went away, you know, scattering, there were other kind of wolves and animals attacked over the sheep. And it says in the verse 6, My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every hill. My flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth and none did search or seek after them. None of the shepherds bothered about the sheep in the Old Testament. They didn't care about the sheep. They never searched for the one which was lost. Neither they seeked after him. And that is why it here the shepherds failed to do what they are supposed to do when they were given their sheep to take care. And if you see the Lord says in the verse 14 in the same book of Ezekiel 34 here it says I will feed them in good pasture upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be they shall lie in a good fold and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down says the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away and will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. And if you turn your Bibles to Zechariah chapter 10 verse 2, 
it says that therefore they went their way as a flock they were troubled because there was no shepherd there was no shepherd and the sheep were lost and if you also read in the book of matthew coming to the new testament we also see about the shepherd and the sheep in the new testament if you read from the uh, book of matthew chapter 9 verse 36 it says but when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd but if you read the book of john chapter 10 verse 11 book of john chapter 10 verse 11 it says i am the good shepherd the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep hallelujah now we see in the old testament how the shepherd failed to do their job their responsibility in taking care of their sheep in praying for them when they were sick they couldn't heal them they could not restore them they could not do anything but the shepherd was taking care of themselves they were becoming fat and fatted but the bible is saying in the new testament jesus is saying that i am the good shepherd and i know my sheep and i am known of mine and he says that as a father knoweth me even so know i father and i lay down my life for the sheep and it says and another and other sheep i have which are not of this fold them also i must bring and they shall hear my voice and they shall be one fold and one shepherd So here the Bible is saying that not only just he is talking about his the first preference of Israelites his first love but Jesus saying that I also have other sheep which are not of this fold which are not a part of Israelites them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and they shall be one fold and one shepherd now if you if you read you know the book of psalms because king david was a very good shepherd he know what shepherding is all about because he himself was a shepherd boy and 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 that's the reason he grew up and he worked as a shepherd he, and he know lot about the sheep and the shepherding and that's the reason he he wrote it very beautifully the the psalm 23 which everybody knows by heart everybody knows it and and it's one of the powerful uh, verse i would say the psalm 23 because it covers everything everything comes in in one bucket of, of this particular uh, subject psalms 23 now as a gps i pray we are praying for the six areas the spiritual the physical the financial the family the basic the community needs if you see each verse of the psalm 23 you know if you see the verse 2 it's it talks about the peace if you see the verse 5 it saves us from the enemies you know it sanctifies us the spiritual needs the oil represents the holy spirit being filled with the spirit of god you know the verse 3 it talks about the healing we are praying for the healing of our bodies our sick bodies you know and then it talks about the verse 1 the lord is my shepherd i shall not want covering about all our basic needs our provisions and everything what is required for us 
and it's if it, it says the lord is my shepherd jehovah rava i shall not want is jehovah jaira the lord my provider he makes me to lie down in the green pastures he leads me beside the still waters it's jehovah shalom the lord is my peace he restores my soul he refreshes my soul it's jehovah rafa the lord my healer he is healing our soul every single day when you say this prayer of psalm 23 he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake jehovah sitkenu the lord of righteousness he is helping us that we walk in the path of righteousness hallelujah even though i walk to the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me jehovah shamma that is the lord is present he's present everywhere your rod and your staff they comfort me it says jehovah ezer the lord is my help you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies it's called the jehovah nissi the lord is my victory we have jehovah jaira jehovah raha jehovah shalom jehovah rafa jehovah sitkenu jehovah ezer jehovah nissi the victory and then it says you anoint my head with oil jehovah em kadesh the lord my holiness my sanctification my cup overflows is jehovah manna the lord is my portion surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever it's jehovah shelek the lord my inheritance the everything is covered in the psalms 23 everything is covered you know when it says the lord is my shepherd you know it help us to find food water work whatever you need in your daily life he protects us from evil being a good shepherd and he is so guarding us all the time and the second line says i shall not want it it is so clear that when you make Jesus as your good shepherd and when you become a sheep under a good shepherd you know you need to understand Jesus is just not the shepherd but he is a good shepherd the word good is very important to be highlighted here he is the messiah he is the yahweh he is the i am who i am and he is the good shepherd only under a good shepherding the sheep will be protected till the ends of the earth but if you just go under a shepherd who do not have the covering of the good shepherd which is the anointing of jesus the anointing of the holy spirit then the sheep is scattered it is broken it is lost just like we read in the book of ezekiel 34 and here it says i shall not worry when you make jesus as your good shepherd you will never see lack in your life hallelujah you are being taken care of everything it will be okay no matter you find situations in your life but you will be absolutely fine in health in money in in all things you will never lack it just does not talk about your physical food or your or your just your daily basic food but it covers i shall not want you will never lack in any any circumstance of your area or you can uh, talk about your six areas which which is a six areas where the person needs you will be covered under that entire bucket of i shall not want and it says that he makes me to lie down in green pastures as a sheep you require a plenty of green pastures you know which is to gaze upon to eat upon 
that means the bible is saying here that god will provide all your food and other needs he will put you in the green pasture that means you are there settled on that green pastures so that there's plenty of room to eat there is never a lack so that you will never ask god lord give me food or give me this because you are already on the green pastures you are already on the green pastures so there will never be a want of it church this is a very powerful verse everybody know if you meditate even 1000 times a day trust me you will experience the power which is there in the psalm 23 because it says that you when you are in the green pastures is just not only giving you a, a food to eat but god is providing a nourishment for your body for the mind and the soul in wholesome it's appetizing you know it is actually appetizing and it says that you don't have to struggle to make your ends meet you will never fall under struggle hallelujah you will never fall because the god the good shepherd will lead you into green pastures that means everything will be perfectly fine in the sight of god you are under perfection and then it says that he leads me beside the clear waters you know the living waters is is a sign of love peace harmony it's a grace you're always there under the presence of god and it says he restores my soul he restores my soul he refreshes my soul that means the lord knows the good shepherd knows that your soul is weary your soul is drowned drowned on it's been drained out you know you you are you are tired in your soul you are devastated in your soul you are disappointed in your soul you are crushed in your soul and that's what the good shepherd's work here is to restore your soul he will restore your health and joy you know he he will bring back that comforting to your soul he will he will bring back that comfort to your soul and that's why the bible says he restores your soul so you know your soul consists of your emotions your feel your decisions and it's a wonderful promise that god will restore your soul it's it's restore means it is to bringing back into existence or use to bring back to the original state your original state of soul was peace joy you know in being in the presence of god but due to the chaos and confusion what happened this everybody knows your soul is devastated and that's why it says it restores your soul and god is going to put back you know and is is you know is going to give it good because when david says god will restore our souls and our lives you know i believe that you know it is it's where god is going to bring back to the condition where where, where god had a good plan for our spirit soul and our body in the, in the time of our birth but satan attacked us we all know that what happened in the garden of eden the satan attacked us and everything became a mess and that's why the bible is saying that he restores our soul only jesus can restore that church and it says he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake it's a healing process which happening and it's not easy to be righteous with the lord you know because we 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 get trapped into the sin we 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 get disturbed we get tempted a lot, lot of things happens you know but he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake it's his name's sake for jesus's sake he will make his children righteous not for anybody else 
and we need to be confident in this that God leads us in a path of righteousness uprightness and he will make uh, sure that we are in right standing with him and he will make every path right to us when we walk in the path of righteousness and we need to learn to be right standing with God Hallelujah. Though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, no, for thou art with me. You know, and many people, you know, when, when they go through this journey of healing, when they go through the, uh, a, a crisis in their life, you know, when they're going to the shadow, the valley of death, he's saying, the Lord says, be still, wait upon me. I am here. I have not gone anywhere. Do not fear. I am with you. He gives you that confidence when you put your trust in the Lord. So even when you're there in that valley of the shadow of the, that right there in the midst of your crisis, in your midst of your financial crisis, in the midst of your health, even in the midst of all that chaos which is happening, stand still where you are. Do not let your faith waver. God is still in control, the Bible says. God is still, he's saying, don't fear. Be encouraged. Don't get disappointed. Wait. Don't make hasty decisions. Don't run here and there. Don't get wandering. Don't go seeking for another God, another shepherd and, and things. Wait, stand still, be there and God will be with you. And it says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Traditionally, the shepherds carry a rod, everybody knows, and a staff to guide their sheep so that they're away from the wolves or other kind of predators. And here, the Bible says that the Lord himself is a rod and a staff. So that when the sheep is going away, he knows with his rod and stuff to bring it back. You know, not only just with the politeness and goodness, God also can use a rod to teach you a lesson so that you come back. So you don't wander because you know what's the danger once you step out of that green pasture. So you know what's dangerous ahead. So he takes his rod and stuff to correct you, to check you, to comfort you because he cares for you. He loves for you. He makes sure that you are in balance with your life. And that is what it is. Though prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, that means the Bible is saying that just because you believe in Jesus, just because you have a good shepherd, it doesn't mean that you will not have enemies. It doesn't mean that you will not uh, face uh, disturbance or you, 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 life is going to be a bed of roses. No church. Bible says that, you know, thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Enemies will be coming in whatever form. You will have every person has different form of enemies. But in during those times of opponents, God will also be with you and he will take care of you. He is going to set a table. He will spread before you, you know, and his presence will be with you. That means even if your enemies are plotting against you, you know, but for those who trust and believe God, who those who believe in a good shepherd, he will never allow that enemies triumph over you, the Bible says. He will never allow to go through. He will set a table in front of your enemies. And it says this, thou anoints my head with oil. Oil represents the Holy Spirit. It, it, it represents the Holy Spirit. And that's very powerful. It says thou anoints my head with oil. And it is in the Old Testament, if you see, you know, it's in uh, that they used to honor a person and dignify a person by anointing the head with oil. 
that means it not only is been fed or cared for in the presence of your enemies or oppressors but you will be honored and dignified and been respected wherever you have been rejected or been persecuted or been mocked in the very same place god will exalt you and the holy spirit is there with you and he will protect you the oil of gladness will be upon you and it says my cup runs over it says my cup runs over this phrase means that you you are wherein it's a powerful image of god where your cup runs over you will never find lack there's abundance there's abundance in all areas of your life and it says that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life so that means wherever you go whether you're inside the house you're outside the house are you in the field you're ministering you're working uh, whatever your field of area is wherever you are placed god's goodness in another translation says favor god's favor and god's mercy is there for everlasting that why does it say mercy because it says that when you sin of course you need the mercy of god you need the mercy of god and that is why it is very important that God says a good shepherd says surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of life so when you are attached with the good shepherd you will always be in the favor of god you will always see his mercies every single day and the last line says and i close by this i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever you will be dwelling in the house forever and ever and here the house it doesn't say a physical house it's your eternal house you've been resting with the lord and you have you will be always be covered in the presence of god and and that is why it is very important that you meditate this because he he is is there the good shepherd is there to protect you the lord becomes your inheritance the lord becomes your sanctification the lord becomes your provider the lord becomes your helper he becomes your healer everything is covered in the psalms 23 you know he 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 is your jehovah jaira he is your jehovah shalom is jehovah nissi is is jehovah azer he is jehovah rafa he is jehovah nimkdesh he is a jehovah shelak the god and the good shepherd amen lord we thank you lord jesus the more you meditate upon the psalm 23 the more you meditate on daily basis i never stop uh, reading psalm 23 i throughout my day i keep meditating and this is my experience because you always you're in the fullness of god in all the areas of life because of a good shepherd amen so church i would like to close by saying that meditating the psalm 23 is a very powerful subject the morning when you wake up you meditate this when you go to bed you meditate this in the afternoon you meditate this you know it covers everything what you desire of god what you need in your life in whichever six areas god will just restore by just meditating this verse in jesus name i pray amen amen amen